Rock choo, 102, choo. Springfield's Classic Rockets 534 and Queen on Rock 102. Hey, it's the Bax, Steve, and Dave show without Bax today. Yeah, he took the day off. Feeling a little under the weather. We do have highs in the high 50s today with a steady rain coming in this morning. We'll tell you more about that later on. Also, Scott Cohen joins us today, right? Yeah, the uh, big fat phony himself will be here in the studio after 7 o'clock. We'll talk Celtics basketball, Red Sox, and sort of put a final bow on the Patriots' NFL draft from over the weekend. Um, apparently, Bill Belichick didn't do so well, according to some experts. We'll talk about that with him and more. Excellent. Cover our weekends, and if you have anything to share, love to hear from you as well. There you go. Hollywood Trash coming up in about 10 minutes. It's 534 at Rock 102. I've struck gold, grabbed the prize, hit the jackpot. Ding, 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 ding. You're a winner. CCR on Rock 102. It's back. Stephen Day without the backs part. He is out sick today. He'll be back tomorrow. Good morning. We're going to have a rain maybe ending 7 a.m. this morning or so. Uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by uh, Aqua Pump. Aqua Pump is the expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, I know we're not a country music radio station, but uh, Naomi Judd. Yeah. Uh, passed away on Saturday at the age of 76. Her daughters Winona and Ashley announced in a statement that they said they lost her to the, quote, disease of mental illness. Oh. The Judds were set to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame yesterday, which did still happen after the family said that that's what they wanted. Uh, it almost sounds like she committed suicide. Yeah, it's a little vague and very sad, obviously, right on the verge of getting inducted there in the Hall of Fame. But uh, but the disease of mental illness could yeah. cover a lot of different things. You know, it could be Alzheimer's. It could be, I mean, yeah, any kind of mental thing. Yeah. Um, y- you know, you probably don't expect them to release official information on that. If they want it to be private, that's the way it's going to remain. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concluded their fan ballot on Friday. Duran Duran came in first with over 930,000 votes, but this doesn't guarantee their induction. The official class of 2022 inductees will be announced later this month. Bill Murray, uh, he's uh, he's in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, well, not really, though. He's uh, Earlier this month, on a production on a movie called Being Mortal was shut down indefinitely, and word got out that it was because Bill did something inappropriate on the set. Well, in an interview with CNBC over the weekend, Bill admitted that he had a difference of opinion with an unnamed woman on the set. He said, quote, I did something I thought was funny, and it wasn't taken that way. The world is different than it was when I was a little kid. What I always thought was funny as a little kid isn't necessarily the same as what's funny now. Things change, and the times change, so it's important for me to figure that out. Yeah, maybe when these jokes occur, there needs to be like a safe word right at the beginning, just so people know that it's a joke. I yeah. mean, he's a comedian after all, right? I mean, you don't hire a guy like that unless you expect something like that to happen. I mean, this is what he does for a living, right? Well, there's always somebody that's going to take offense to whatever you say. Mm-hmm. So. Bill is 71 now, but he said that he's open to learning from the incident because, quote, it's a really sad puppy that can't learn anymore. I don't want to be that sad dog and have no intention of it. He didn't provide any specifics on what went down, but he seemed very genuine. I'm actually surprised we haven't heard leaks of... You know what the incident was yeah he's been involved in so many of these things and he does this kind of thing all the time where he shows up and photo bombs people or yeah. uh, you know maybe crashes a wedding and you know, 
I heard sings he, out loud. I heard he's a guy that gives you his home phone number. <laughs> like, he doesn't have a publicist to, to handle all his interviews and stuff. You just call him, and if you're lucky, he'll call you back. You can see him doing that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, you know, uh, again, hopefully some of the details come out, but probably they won't. Uh, Katie Holmes has a new man, and he's 10 years younger than her. a girl. His uh, name is Bobby Wooten III, and he's a Grammy-nominated musician and plays bass for several uh, Broadway productions. She was always a uh, she was always a good looking one. Yeah, well, maybe this will revive her career. She hasn't been seen in anything for quite some time, right? Uh, no, I <laughs> uh, I fell in love with her in Dawson's Creek back in the uh, late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, a lot of us did, and then a lot of us felt sorry for her when she was hooked up with Tom Cruise. Yeah, that uh, that went south very very quickly, didn't it? Poor Siri, yeah. right? Or Surrey, I guess her name is the daughter. Oh, the yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. It was I thought it was a, like mixed with a. I knew it was something that was mixed with a spice, <laughs> but like a one-letter-off thing. Yeah, not sp- curry. It's <laughs> surrey. A spice with a digital butler. Isn't that the stuff they serve like on a boat slurry? Isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Uh, most of that '70s show gang will be reunited for the Netflix sequel series "That '90s Show." Hmm. We already knew that Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Joe Rupp were coming back as Red and Kitty. But now there's a lot more. Topher Grace, uh, Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, Laura Prepon, and Wilmer will uh, be all making guest appearances. The only one missing is Danny Masterson. For obvious reasons, he was ordered to stand trial for three counts of rape, which Mm. he denies. Uh, Kurtwood uh, shared a sneak peek photo of himself and Deborah Joe on the set and said, Same red and kitty, different decade. And Topher shared a photo wearing a Point Vikings uh, place... Point Place Vikings class of 77 shirt and said, quote, yep, still fits. Hmm. In case you uh, missed the show announcement last October, that 90 show will be 10 episodes and it takes place in Wisconsin in 1995. Yeah, uh, Kurtwood Smith, by the way, 78 years old now, the uh, elder guy there from that show, and he was born in Wisconsin, which I didn't know until I'm looking at it right now. He also, he also got a degree from Stanford. He's a, he's a smart dude, I guess. He was in uh, RoboCop 2. Yes, and 1, too. Was he in both of them? Yes, absolutely. What, what did he play in 1? He was the main bad guy. Boddicker, I think, was his name in, in well, probably in both of them, I right? I thought he was only in the second one. I'm pretty the, uh, sure I saw him in number 1 as well. Let me check yeah. that while we're... And obviously, you have to get used to the idea of Hollywood running out of ideas and just recycling everything else. Well, I it's like it's like everybody wants to hang on to their nostalgia. So whatever the show was that was popular when uh, they were teenagers, mm-hmm. now we're we're all the ones watching Netflix, and now they have to bring it back. He was in RoboCop one and two, and he was in Rambo three as well. Rambo three, yes, missed out on the first two. I didn't see that one. He's a, he always played like a bad guy. Yeah, and, and I, it was weird to see him on that '70s show just playing a grumpy dad. <laughs> yep. Good, good at it, right away. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he might have been the father of the kid who committed suicide in Dead Poets Society. Yes, Robert Sean Leonard. Yes, uh, Neil was the was the son, and then uh, mm-hmm. the kid shot himself, and then that was like you ever see you ever you see, you've seen that movie, right? With the Dead Poets Society. Yeah, yeah. With that scene where the father wakes up in 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 bed. Yeah. After hearing obviously what was a gunshot go right? off, and then he goes into the room. If you look closer, you can see the smoke coming up from the gun. Mm. 
uh, in the in the in the scene. Uh, you you have a vivid memory for that. I don't remember that scene in particular, but uh, yeah, you that- sh- if you go back and watch it, you should mm-hmm. check for the smoke. It's almost kind of like uh, like his spirit is leaving his body. It's right. very uh, meta- metaphorical. Seize the day, kids. Worm food. That's Seize where we're all headed. And that right there, with four seconds left, <laughs> is your Hollywood trash on Rock One O Two. Certified and flowing takes place between six a.m. and seven a.m. It's six o six. On Rock 102 with the Bax, Steve, and Dave, minus the Bax parties out sick. He'll be back tomorrow. Highs in the high 50s today. Steady rain this morning till about 7 or 8 a.m. The weather brought to you by Adam Quenneville Roofing. Roofing, siding, roof shampoo, and more. Log on to 1-800-NEWROOF.net today. Here's your 102-second sports. Basketball. Celtics off on the wrong foot. Losing to Milwaukee game one of the second round of the playoffs. Milwaukee beat Boston 101-89. to Celtics could manage just 10 buckets from two-point range. That's the fewest in team history from two-point range. The Buck star, Giannis Antetokounmpo, had more assists, 12, than the Celtics had two-point baskets. That's not going to get it done. Hopefully they will rebound in game two. We'll have Scott Cohen next hour to talk about it. Also in the NBA playoffs overnight, Golden State beat Memphis 117-116. to In hockey, the Bruins start their playoff action tonight against Carolina. You can hear that game on our sister station, Laser 98.5, starting at 7. As far as the AHL is concerned, our Springfield Thunderbirds have a number two seed in the playoffs in a first round bye. They will watch what happens this week and then jump into action in the playoffs later. Baseball, the Red Sox lost to Baltimore 9-5, a 3-7 and seven road trip for the Sox. Not good. They'll host the Angels tomorrow night. And in the NFL, according to USA Today... One of the big NFL draft losers, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, starting off with that Cole Strange guard that they got in the first round, the guy that might have been available later, then a second-round wide receiver who has blistering speed but might struggle against physical cornerbacks, and no linebackers added to what's being called a severely undermanned position group, according to USA Today. We'll have more on that later on with Scott Cohen as well, and... Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy went number 262 overall in the draft to San Francisco, so Purdy is this year's Mr. Irrelevant and will enjoy a week of activities in Southern California. That's it for your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Hi, I'm Dr. Teresa Ruggiero from Northampton Vision Specialists. Back at- Tom Petty on Rock 102. Your favorite, Steve. Bax is off today, so it's just uh, Steve and Dave as part of the Bax Steve and Dave show. The weather today... We're going to have highs in the high 50s. We've got some rain coming in, maybe even right now where you are, and lasting till about 7 or 8 this morning. Wouldn't it be great if you had something like, uh, you know, like Spider-Man shoots his web out of his hand? I know you are fascinated by that, especially yeah. when he, you know, shoots it out. Shoots, and, shoots the web. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he, what's, what's it called? Uh, prematurely. Yeah, <laughs> pre- very much prematurely. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy. Uh, the story I came across over the weekend said, I've had a penis on my arm for six years, and now I finally feel like a real man. I hate when that happens, by the way. Did you? <laughs> when you have a penis on your yeah, arm for six you know, years? Yeah, you just wake up, and all of a sudden, wow, how'd that get there? Uh, a uh, a dad has finally had his new penis fitted in its rightful place after it spent six years attached to his arm. Mm-hmm. Malcolm McDonald, whose uh, old one fell off in the toilet, said his nightmare has been put to rest following surgery to hang it between his legs. Yeah. Now, how, 
You said you you knew how this guy lost it. Yeah, I actually remembered this story, and I checked it up here when you said you were going to talk about this story. It, apparently, he had some sort of blood infection, mm. and it just kept getting worse and worse until he says his penis went black. And Literally. Fell went, off. Yes. In went, the toilet. Went black and fell off. And... You it know, doesn't I, say. I, it doesn't say how it happened. It just was some sort of odd, you know, blood disease that occurred that affected just that. You know, I've uh, I've dropped like rings down the toilet mm-hmm. or uh, any number of different things <laughs> right. that you wouldn't want to drop down the toilet. Yeah, but I've never had my penis just fall off right in the toilet. Yeah, what do you do in that? Do you actually mm. do? You, do you go in after it? Like, wait a minute, I'm going to rush to the hospital and have it reattached. Do you, if it's black at that point, is it? Do you just flush it? I think you just get a, a one of those strainer yeah. things and uh, scoop it out. Ugh. A uh, doctor built him a new six-inch penis, and it was due to be attached in 20... 20- they can just build one? That's the most amazing thing. Well, I guess they, they took the flesh it. from his forearm and, yeah. built, and built a new one for him. Damn. Yeah. Uh, due to a lack of oxygen in his blood, it was grafted temporarily to his arm. Then hospital delays and the pandemic meant the uh, $89,000 surgery funded by funded appendage. Oh, NHS funded appendage mm-hmm. had to stay there, turning uh, Malcolm's life upside down. An elderly lady once asked him to get an item from the top shelf of a supermarket, but the willy came loose and swung down near her head. <laughs> there, there's a picture of him, actually, standing in front of some graffiti, and he's got his sleeve exposed, mm-hmm. and... If they've got the arm, the forearm, pixelated out, so you can't see the result of the surgery. Yeah. The re- he's very proud of it, I think. He's like, hey, see, I'm a real man now. And this is before, obviously, then they're going to reattach it, take it from his forearm where it grew, and then reattach it where it's supposed to go. In the documentary, The Man with a Penis on His Arm, great, Malcolm said great title, it's, by it's the way. something to tell the grandchildren, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, remember the boy in the plastic bubble or mm-hmm. the boy who could fly? Sure. And now we're to the man with a penis on his arm. He's 47. It was a nine-hour operation, by the way. That's a long time. Well, hey, you got to get it right when it comes to that, right? Uh, the, uh, the the part I love as part of this, he, he plays darts a lot. Did you see this? Yes. And he learned to tuck his arrows underneath the penis on his forearm. <laughs> While he was playing darts, <laughs> love you that you get a little uh, like stink darts, y- yeah. Right? You know, because <laughs> well, you, you would have to imagine some sweat collects under the wrist, a little from from under there on the yeah. forearm, yeah. Um, but hey, if he's an expert darts player, and it, it probably I would imagine it gave him a psychological advantage over his opponents when his opponents are looking over and he's getting ready to throw and he's taking the darts from underneath his uh, <laughs> his forearm penis. Yeah, he's uh, flapping it out in the breeze. I would think that the opponents would be, you know, mortified, and you know, I think he probably wins matches all the time because of that. Here, let me take my uh, my darts out of my arm penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just I can't imagine walking around with something like that. Well, it just seems uh, inconvenient. He doesn't have to anymore, right? Because hasn't it now been reattached where it's supposed to go? Or is that is that still the next step in the process? I don't. I I think he already had it reattached. Okay, but I'm not sure. Like the the, the whole hole in the arm thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be with you forever, right? Just to remind you about where it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> 
See, I'd break it. If I had to, if I had something like that, I would have broken it off before it even got to six days, let alone six, six months. What are you going to do with it if you break it off? Well, it's kind of like uh, you ever like uh, take a paper clip and try to bend it, and mm-hmm. then you bend it so much yep. that it just eventually breaks off? Yep. That's what, what I would do. That's what happened. That's what would happen to me. What are they, are they just going to like show and tell and at, at that point? Like you know, whip it out of a box or something like that? Yeah, we could do that. We could do something like that. Um, but hey. And now he's got he's got it back on. It must be hard to get used to having it back where it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? Hey, and like, does it function completely at like, that point? Like it takes six or weeks to make or break a habit. Yeah, and you would think that after six weeks, like he'd be used to. It. He'd be like, I don't want this moved. I want this. I want this on from my arm forever. But now it's back on himself, and now he's got a big hole to prove it. And is it functional? Is the big question. Fully functional? Probably not. Yeah. It's uh, it's six twenty with Max, Steve, and Dave. Max, Steve, and Dave. Man, uh, minus the backs part, he'll be back tomorrow. He's feeling a little under the weather, so it's Steve and Dave. That was Collective Soul. I interviewed their drummer Johnny Rab one time. Steve, and I found like he sounded exactly like a famous celebrity. Check this out. Yes, Dave. How you doing? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Thank you, buddy. Good. Where are you right now? think that we're in uh, New Hampshire up here. <laughs> I love it because I love asking that question because you guys that spend all your time on the road, you sometimes don't know where you are. Most all the time, I don't know where I am, <laughs> even when I'm off the road. <laughs> you, you know, your voice reminds me of Charlie Sheen's voice. Has anybody- <laughs> you know what? I have heard that when he was going through some of his uh, crazy moments. I had some people being all, would you do my answering machine for me? <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Well, could you just say the word winning? Well, yeah, winning. It's Johnny Rab from Collective Soul, the drummer. Sounded yeah. like Charlie Sheen, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, think, I hope he doesn't do coke like Charlie Sheen does. But I think he's pretty clean. Uh, today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. Now it's time for Today I Learned with Bax Stephen Dave. Hey, uh, today I learned that John Lennon, you know that guy? He was part of a band. Never heard of him. The Beatles. <laughs> okay. He tried to murder his mistress, May Pang, in 1973. What? After drinking and misunderstanding something she had said. Huh. The only reason he didn't kill her was because he was restrained by another person, Harry Nielsen. Hmm. Is it Nielsen or Nielsen? I think it's Nielsen. I think Nielsen. Yeah. 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 Wasn't huh. that the lime and the coconut guy? Yeah. yeah. And, what, and what was he doing there? They were all just hanging out. Oh. It was uh, one of these hanging out things. She said something. There's mm-hmm. no specifics on what she said, uh, but he, John uh, took offense to that hmm. and wanted to uh, choke her, strangle her. Wow. Uh, but Harry was there to stop it. I didn't know he had a mistress. I didn't know he was that violent. I thought he was the give peace a chance guy. I think alcohol can bring uh, can break the peace no matter what you're doing. Maybe, and I, I guess I understand that Paul McCartney, who's on tour now, sang a duet with John Lennon over the weekend where it was a Lennon hologram. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> and McCartney joined in, and they did a duet together. They did that. But they started doing that back in the 90s yeah. with, like, Nat King Cole right. and the daughter. And then yeah. they, they, I think the country music, the Hank Williams did it with his kid. Mm-hmm. Or Hank Williams' kid did it with, right. you know, with, his yeah. kidding. But, uh, yeah, that that's a little creepy. <laughs> well, hey, it's it's what that, get used to it because it's here to stay. That's almost like uh, there was a photography company that offered me and my kids a portrait of our family. With uh, my dead wife imposed in the background. Yeah. And I said, I'm sorry. I just, there's no way in hell that I'm putting that in my house. Yeah. It's just just one of those creepy things. Like, I guess it's good for some people uh, who, you know, but it's not good for us. Yeah. Good move to not taking advantage of that offer, Steve. And that is Today I Learned.
Uh, back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Coming up next in the news, the latest on the Soldier's Home in Holyoke. Or an official report is out. We'll have details on Rock it's 6.32 at Rock 102. It's time for news, which is brought to you again by uh, Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And here's Dave Coombs. So, Steve, here's the latest on the soldier's home in Holyoke. The Massachusetts Office of the Inspector General has released its findings after investigating issues there. The report targets the leadership, management, and oversight at the home. A complaint in the main, regarding former Superintendent Bennett Walsh, who, according to the report, created a hostile work environment there. The recommendation from the Office of the Inspector General includes appointing a cabinet-level secretary to oversee the management of the superintendent so he doesn't go unchecked, mm-hmm. also requiring superintendents to have proper licensing and extensive management experience, and establishing someone to allow for confidential reporting of issues. That's a good thing. Yep. The Inspector General's office also planning a release of a separate report in the future detailing the financial abuses which were happening in the Holyoke home. How many different things could they have go wrong there for crying out loud? Well, a lot of these positions mm-hmm. are basically um, they're you're appointed. Mm-hmm. To, you don't have to have extensive experience. Right. Well, now you probably will. Mm-hmm. But you don't usually have to have extensive experience for them to you know place you you know, yeah, to, to put you on the job. Sure. Yeah. Well, similar to being a DJ here at Rock 102. Yeah, uh, really. you have no experience whatsoever. <laughs> I had no training at all. They gave me a job. I still haven't learned anything. Meantime, a person has been charged with assault and battery following a fight inside the Cinemark movie theater on Riverdale Street in West Springfield Saturday night. Fight broke out between three or four people inside the theater. Staff quickly managed to get the scene under control. Kudos to them. Contrary to social media posts, immediately afterward, no stabbings were reported. Two people were transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. What movie were they seeing? I, you know, I had that exact same question, and so I looked up what movies were playing at the Cinemark 12. It was either... Are you ready? Yeah. Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Which is the latest uh, Harry Potter movie, right? right? The Bad Guys. Uh, Memory, which is a Liam Neeson movie. Mm-hmm. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, a Nick Cage film. Yep. That's probably the one that did it. <laughs> Could have been. Or The Batman. I could see that inciting a riot. Or Sonic 2, the Hedgehog movie. I watched, uh, I started watching The Batman over the weekend. Yeah. And no. It just wasn't really. Yeah, it was. You know, it's obviously the same take on the same Batman story over mm-hmm. and over again. It was just there was something about this one that wasn't didn't really catch my attention. Well, was that Robert Pattinson, right? As yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah. I like Christian Bale better as the Batman. Yeah, I think he was the best Batman. Yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with that. I think uh, obviously you know my favorite one is from the TV show still, but th- you know they gave up going comedy in Batman a long time ago. Right. They're going toward the comic strip version of that, the comic book version of Batman. And how many times can they keep going to the well on this? I mean, it, it, how many Rockies did they make? Was it five, six, six? Six different. How many Batmans have they made? Aren't they at the end of that cycle now? I mean, how how long can that keep going on? Uh, let's see. There was uh, three. Wasn't there? How many were with Michael Keaton? One. It, just the one. One is Ben Affleck, right? George, ben Affleck George was Clooney. One. George Clooney was one, right? But he did a couple of those movies. That's the thing. I, I lost track, Steve. Christian, I don't know. Christian I, Bale yep. did three. Mm. Who else was a uh, Batman? Mm. <laughs> Again, I go back to the TV. That's it. I'm out. I'm tapped out after that. I don't know. Um, how long can they keep going? To that? It's kind of like with me with like zombies and um, vampires. Sooner or later, 
it runs its cycle, doesn't it? How many? I mean, at some point, we're going to stop cranking out those kinds of movies. Yeah, I don't know when they're going to stop. Patrick Major is celebrating his 25th anniversary as a Chicopee police officer just a week after he was sworn in as the town's new chief of police. He's promising to instill unity on the force and provide the proper training for young recruits to flourish just the way he has. According to a report in MassLive.com, the Chickabee native who still lives in his hometown is a devoted husband. He calls his wife Teresa his, quote, rock. He's the father of a blended family of five. Many of us have done that before. He's a grandfather. He's a former avionics technician on the fighter jets at Barnes Air National Guard Base in Westfield and a 20-year U.S. Air Force veteran and a former alcoholic as well who's proud to be in recovery. So oh, he's, got a lot, he's got a lot on his resume. And not once did he thank Lynn Clark for the job. <laughs> well, that's true. I got, was she, he she appointed him? Is that right? No, she was she was the one trying to uh, with you the know, FBI, poo, right? Poo-poo the thing for the other guy, <laughs> right? Because, All right, because she was the badge bunny, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, and then that she kind of derailed that whole thing, right? And then now he got the job. Yeah. So he should I would have thanked Lynn Clark in my uh, my acceptance speech for the job. I guess he's just trying to be polite. I really want to thank Badge Bunny Lynn Clark for <laughs> what we've done here today. Well, I guess, you know, he does have her to thank in a way because he wasn't involved with her like some of the other people were, right? No, he, there's, no, there's no there's no accusation right. of that going right. on, but right. uh, there were others who were involved, yes. and, uh, you know, she helped him. She helped this Patrick Major get the job, mm-hmm. and I think he should thank her in a, in a speech. One of the first things that uh, Patrick Major might have had to deal with over the weekend was an apparent manhole explosion, which happened last night. In Chicopee. That's exactly the thing that got him the job in Chicopee. <laughs> a manhole explosion? Yeah. A different guy. Power has been restored to Chicopee Center, by the way. According to Chicopee Police, no injuries were reported from the incident. In Boston, they're having an odd circumstance of juvenile gangs terrorizing unsuspecting citizens. According to Boston's mayor and law enforcement officials in Boston, they're struggling to handle a string of at least five violent attacks involving juveniles. The most recent happened last week when Boston cops were dispatched to Boston Common. Shortly after 6.30 in the evening, two women claimed they had been attacked by five children. Mm -hmm. The apparent ringleader of the group, a five-foot-three-inch girl who is, quote, well-known to... Boston officers as she's been terrorizing unsuspecting citizens of downtown Boston. A 2018 criminal justice reform prohibits the arrest of children under the age of 12 and limits the ability of law enforcement agencies to hold children under the age of 14. So I guess the kids are taking advantage of that and committing crime. I can't get my 12-year-old to take a laundry basket upstairs. The idea that you're in in an organized crime ring you know, yeah. with a bunch of other people uh, doing tasks is pretty impressive. Well, I guess in the one hand it is, but are, you think there maybe do they have some sort of criminal mastermind who's an adult who's organizing this whole thing, or are they doing this entirely on their own? If they are, you're right; it's kind of impressive. Now, usually it's uh, it's it's probably run by somebody else. Um, that's usually how those organized crime things go. The sure. low hanging fruit mm-hmm. usually get, is the one to get caught if right? they were doing things. When I worked uh, in the rail yard over in West Springfield, there was a there there still is to this day a, uh, a very high r- population of Russian people okay. that live in that area. Yep. Well, there was also some youth 
youth that would break into the rail yard, they'd come. They were probably like you know fourteen or fifteen years old. Some youths, youths, mm-hmm. and they would go in and mm-hmm. they'd break open the back of the the trailers, mm-hmm. and you could never tell what was in the back of the trailers. Mm-hmm. They were all just you know right blank. And then when you open them, you either got the mother load of whatever you were looking for, right. or you got fertilizer mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. So you could tell the ones that were randomly broken into because okay. they would just open them all. Sure. And they would steal this stuff. And then you'd call the cops, and then the police would come, and then you know they'd take the kids into custody. And that was it. Yeah. Because they were juveniles, so right. they couldn't be charged with um, you know, the, the, the higher crimes. Right. Which... I guess is a smart way to do it because, hey, you're only going to get pinched and you're only going to go away to juvie for uh, six months if you do this. Yeah, and they have no connection, these kids, to anyone who's organizing because they probably won't crack if they ask these kids, you know, hey, who's the leader? We're just doing this all by ourselves. What do you mean? We got nobody leading this thing. Nobody. Your alma mater, Steve, Westfield State University, Mm -hmm. celebrating its 21st university president on Friday afternoon, Linda Thompson. Now, do you remember the president when you were a student at Westfield State? Because I don't remember when I was in college. I couldn't tell you who the president of the university was. No, and I probably could have cared less right. who the president was because mm-hmm. it's one of those jobs that, uh, you know, they've come a long way, mm-hmm. Westfield, because they used to have this guy named Evan Dobell. Okay. And Evan was uh, was using his money to, like, fly to Cuba to see baseball games and <laughs> oh, using uh, like excessive amounts of of reimbursement money. How long did he last on the job doing that kind of thing? He actually lasted quite a while yeah. until somebody started catching on going, hey, uh, do you really need $10,000 for a steak dinner in Boston, <laughs> you know, to you know for, for this place? Right. So, uh, things have changed. So I don't know how this, uh, what's her name, Linda Thompson? Linda Thompson, she's uh, just about completely, Completing her first year in office. So that's why they took the opportunity Friday afternoon to celebrate her anniversary. Uh, By the way, the theme for the ceremony was, quote, bridges to the future. As she said in a speech, she wants to see Westfield State become the kind of place for students and the surrounding community where students and young people can grow. So she's already been the president for a year? Yep. (laughs) And now you have the... Oh, let's wait to see if it works out, and then we'll have the party. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Let's see if she's taking trips to Cuba or not. Could be. She spoke about growing up in poverty herself, by the way, and persevering to become a nurse, and now ascending to the presidency of Westfield State University. Congrats to her. 642 on the Back Steve and Dave show. Coming up next in the Mass Hat, another educational hero to talk about. This one from California. Details straight ahead on Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at 320 for What's the Word on That? Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 649 and The Who on Rock 102. The Who's lead singer, Roger Daltrey, blaming his hearing loss on the fact that The Who were way too loud during the 70s. I I think at one point they set a Guinness record, I think, on a decibel level for being the loudest rock band ever. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Drunk and high on prescription drugs is no way to go through life if you're a teacher. And this particular teacher at a, quote, high-achieving school... In Marin County, California, now this is one of the most affluent counties in California. It's like a San Francisco area, if I'm not mistaken. Well, this 
teacher was arrested last week after teaching classes all morning while drunk and high on prescription drugs and pot, according to police. 46-year-old Tegan Leonhart hit with public intoxication and child endangerment charges. She showed up to school where she was responsible for 53 students and she was drunk and initially denied it until a screening test proved she was plastered, according to the cops. This happened at Tara Linda High School. Tara Linda? Yes. She consented to a preliminary alcohol screening test, which showed she was more than three times the legal limit if she had been driving a vehicle. I'm looking at a picture of her right now. She's uh, not bad looking. She's a party gal. Isn't that always the case? Yeah. It seems like it seems like the women who are charged in these types of crimes, not just teachers who are drunk in school, but teachers who are maybe having inappropriate relationships with underage kids, mm-hmm. it seems like the women are always pretty good looking. Whereas the guys who are involved in these kind of things are dirtbags. Yeah, well, I mean, that's always the way it's kind of been presented is, uh, you know, we kind of allow it to be okay because it's a woman right? versus a man. But why are the women always good looking when they when they're they're not always good looking? There's there's been a few. You only hear about the good looking ones. <laughs> Maybe you're right. You don't think there's a lunch lady out there who's uh, you know uh, had a few extra patties with mm-hmm. with one of the kids? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Maybe a you're right. Tartar sauce on the fillet of fish. <laughs> uh, when she was confront uh, confronted with the results of mm-hmm. the test for her level of intoxication, she admitted, "Yeah, okay, I consumed a little alcohol this morning." On my way to school. How bad is your habit that you got to drink in the morning before you head off to your classes that you're teaching to high school kids? Well, addiction is a son of a bitch, I'll tell you that. I guess. I had a uh, a significant other one time who was doing that on her way to her health care job. This is the one that uh, eventually died, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. That it, was sad. Yeah. Well, it was sad, but she was, you know, inebriated on her way to her job as a health administrator she, well, wa- she wasn't providing health for actual customers but she was in the administrative um, offices it's not hard to get to that point i guess it really isn't if you're uh if you're you know drinking to excess all the time and it's a progressive disease that's why people don't think of it automatically as you know it's not if somebody starts drinking you don't just become an alcoholic overnight it's one of those things that kind of develops over your lifetime because you have habitual things that you do. You come over and drink a, right. a bottle of wine or a 12-pack of beer or whatever you're doing. But to, to need it after you get up in the morning just to get to work, I guess then it becomes a physical reliance. Would you ever see those, uh, those uh, what's it called, uh, addiction or what's the, what's the show on A&E? Oh, okay, yeah. I've never I've never watched those, but I've seen enough movies like uh, Leaving Las Vegas with yeah. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, well, the, this 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 was like a, mm-hmm. a real thing where they they take people. Mm-hmm. Why can't I think of the name of the damn show? It's it was it was about like uh, people being addicted to substances, and 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 there was a couple of times where there was uh, an alcoholic where the guy would get up every morning mm-hmm. and drink a pint of vodka for breakfast. Like Unbelievable. That. Well, because your body becomes so dependent on it. You know, I think a good portion of people, before they even get to that point, will be like, Neh, I don't know if I if I should be doing this. But uh, there's also a point where you just can't, you don't have any control anymore, and you need, your body becomes so dependent on alcohol 
that you need it all hard, the time. Hard to believe you get to that level, but I guess I understand it. I can't, you know, sympathize because, you know, look, I've the last time I got that way was back in college. I'm looking at a list of some of the shows, Steve. Intervention. Intervention. That's the one. There's also one, the one called Addiction Unplugged and Digital Addiction as well. Yeah, that's a good one. I should uh, check that one out, the digital uh, one. Yeah. If anyone has any others, feel free to give us a call. 293-1021 is our number. It's 655, the 102-second sports coming up next on Rock 102. The following takes place between 7 a.m., and 8 a.m. It's coming up on 7 a.m. on Rock 102. Highs in the high 50s today. we got a little bit of a steady rain coming through the area right now. It should end between 7 and 8 this morning. And the weather is brought to you by Serve You Locksmiths. they got a key for that, St. James Avenue, Springfield, or serveyoulocksmiths.com for more information. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Hockey. Springfield Thunderbirds with a number two seed in the AHL playoffs and a first round bye. We'll be watching some of the action this week before leaping into the playoffs later. Also, the Bruins start their playoff run tonight at Carolina against the Hurricanes. You can listen to that game on our sister station, Laser 98.5. The puck drops at 7 tonight. In basketball, Milwaukee over the Celtics 101-89. to The Celtics couldn't get it done from two-point range, scoring just 10 buckets the fewest in team history. In fact, the Bucks star, Giannis Antetokounmpo, had more assists, 12, than the Celtics had two-point baskets. And Giannis also had a triple-double in the Bucks' victory. Also last night in the NBA, Golden State over Memphis, 117-116 to to grab a 1-0 lead in that series. In baseball, Baltimore over the Red Sox, 9-5. to The Sox had a 3-7 and road trip, hopefully, the friendly confines of Fenway Park will be kinder. They host the Angels in a series starting tomorrow night. And Tennessee pitcher Ben Joyce threw the fastest pitch in college baseball history over the weekend as the Volunteers beat Knoxville 5-3 to on Saturday. He threw the baseball over 105 miles per hour. That's the second hardest thrown pitch in baseball history behind old Araldus Chapman, who beat him by, like, three-tenths of a mile per hour in the big leagues back in 2010. So Ben Joyce, remember that guy's name for the future. Maybe the Red Sox can sign him up. And speaking of signing people up, the Patriots had sort of a weak draft, according to many draft nicks over the weekend. We'll talk to Scott Cohen about that coming up. That's it for your 102-second sports on Rock 102. This- AC and DC on Rock 102 with the back Steve and Dave and AC, DC, and our special Monday guest ready to go. Uh, Yeah, Uh, blowhard Scott Cohen is here uh, to share the day. Do you do know I can hear what you're saying? (laughs) No, I don't know. Hey, buddy, how about those Yankees? How about them? Friggin' nine in a row, best record in baseball. Yeah. And the second best record in baseball is the Mets. New York. New York's on fire. All over it. Yeah. All over it. What about Boston? How's Boston doing? Yeah, we'll we'll get to. Do we want to start with that? We could. Sure. We can. The Red Sox. Bad news first. Coming off a three and seven road trip and a loss lost to the Orioles yesterday. They're terrible. Mm -hmm. And you know, I but I will say this. Um I think the same kind of thing happened last year. They just got off to a horrendous start, and then they recovered. But I think that there was um, – I think the cupboard in many ways is bare. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys are just and, – and you have – and you've got Bogarts and Devers who are arguably their two top players mm-hmm. that are 
unsigned, and that is just a glaring uh, example of what the future of this team is going to be. If they were going to sign those guys, and if those guys were going to sign, mm-hmm. they w- it would have been done already. So they're they're out there flapping in the breeze. The bullpen is awful. Um, when they do score runs, uh, pitching stinks, and when they get a great pitching performance, they lost. They lost one no- one nothing last week to Toronto yeah. of all people, and they uh, the bats go to sleep. They got problems. Yeah. Xander Bogarts has been near the top of the charts in batting average. He's in playing the having a great year. Yeah, but everyone else mm. out. And there's you know they've got issues with guys still who are um, not to beat a dead horse about this, but. They have, they have guys that are unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. They have guys that, that are are asking for days off mm-hmm. in April, yep. for crying out loud. They've got guys throwing to the wrong base. They've got guys who don't know how many outs they are. <laughs> yes. And, you know, you got to sit there and, and, and as, as funny as it is, and it is, it's laughable. Yep. But you really do have to sit there and point the finger. It's like, who's in charge? My daughter's softball team has won more games than some of, yeah, these, uh, right. some of these guys. <laughs> right. And, yeah. you know, it's all about fundamentals, man. Sometimes the kids do. They Obviously, everyone is playing better than they are right now. Well, maybe part of it is the weather. I mean, you know, here But in the, everybody plays. <laughs> well, not everybody. I mean, if you're having home games in Baltimore, for instance, it's a little warmer than up here in New England Fair right enough. now. That's you know? fair enough. Okay, that's fair enough. And certainly in places like Arizona and Florida, you got real baseball weather. No right doubt now, about you know? it. And the same, like I said, the same thing happened to him last year. Horrendous start, mm-hmm. and and they they turned it around. But I don't know, man. This club just seems like they've got they've got some issues that are they got to deal with. And Shohei Otani and the Angels coming to town for tomorrow Hello, night. Hello, and, yeah. and, and Mike Trout, remember sure. him? Yeah, so, right. yeah, good Our, luck. Let's focus on more positive stuff. Okay. Well, actually, I guess we got to go negative again with the Celtics yeah, yesterday, right? I don't think I'm ready to... I wouldn't be ready to jump out of a building just yet. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of things I think that people forget is that um, there's always another team on the other side of the, of the floor, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, Milwaukee's has arguably the best player in the league uh, on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're defending NBA champs. They're not going away quietly. And the Celtics basically just laid an egg yesterday at the worst possible time at, you know, at home. You don't do that. They mm-hmm. did. Let's see what happens tomorrow night. Yeah, but I don't feel good about it because now you've given up the home court advantage. Given up the home court advantage. Because you've lost one at home and now you're going to have to scrap. You're going to have to win on the road. Yep. They sit there and say that a series, any series, doesn't start until the home team loses. And so the home team lost yesterday. Two keys to it. Boston, uh, Milwaukee finished the first quarter on a 10-0 run Mm -hmm. and they finished the second quarter on an 11-3 run. You don't do that and win. You just don't. We're talking to Scott Cohen on Rock 102, and uh, I was watching the game yesterday afternoon, and about seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, that's when Brad Stevens left. He's like... They actually they showed, they, like, they focused on, on the luxury box where he was watching the game, and just when they focused in, you see him patting a guy on the shoulder. And I'm out. Walking out the yeah, door. I'm out. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go get a drink. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good sign when your general manager decides it, the, the game is over with seven and a half minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. It is not. But like I said, the, you know, it's not to lose to the defending NBA champions with you know with uh, Giannis, you know, the be, uh, arguably the best player. Sure. There's no no shame in that. Uh, t- tomorrow night. 
tomorrow night. All right. And the Bruins begin tonight in Carolina against the Hurricanes as the NHL playoffs begin. What the, what are the prospects for a long run for the Bruins? Well, um, they were 0 and 3 against Carolina <laughs> during the regular season. Damn it. Uh, outshot outscored 16 to 1. Um, well, then, then they're due. Then is what you're saying. They're, they the, hopefully they're due. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think sometimes with the Stanley Cup, you throw everything out the window and mm-hmm. you, you kind of start fresh. The good news is they're they're completely healthy, so they they don't have they don't have any excuse. Everybody's in good shape, and um, you know they're and as good a year as they had. Just a couple of games down the stretch, they they lost the opportunity to have home ice advantage, so mm-hmm. they've got to go to Carolina to play tonight. All right, and on the AHL level, our Springfield Thunderbirds have a number two seed, so they get to watch the first round of the playoffs before they dive in. And maybe a good chance for a, yeah. a serious run for a you Calder t- Cup. You know, you tell me. You've yeah. um, you you probably have mm-hmm. seen them more than I have mm-hmm. this year. So yeah, yeah. There, I I remember remember the a the days when they were winning Calder Cups, and then also Un- under a different name, under obviously. a different name. Yep. And then also, you know, years when they were not even. Uh, in the conversation at this time of year. So, yeah, so we'll see. I feel good about them. I really do. I think that, you know, I've got a good nucleus of, of guys like Tommy Cross that we talked to, veterans like that, and then guys that have come down from the big squad in St. Louis, and they've been having a good year as well. So I think it's a good nucleus of players. I feel good about their chances. Okay, so a question for uh, draft. You want to talk about the NFL draft? Absolutely. Dude. I mean, this is the best for last. Let's go. How how, how good or how bad did the Patriots do here? Uh. T- they picked, so they had the 21 pick. Yes. They traded it. Yes. I believe they chose 29. Correct. And they chose a guy that no one's ever heard of <laughs> and that apparently uh, NFL brass thought might be around uh, in the third round. Yep. And the Pats took him in the first round. So hopefully this is a case where Bill Belichick knows uh, more than we do. Just ask him, and he'll tell you that he does. <laughs> a, so, a strange pick. Li- strange li- pick. Literally and figuratively. His no na- question. His name is Cole Strange. He's an offensive guard from Tennessee Chattanooga. And a, the, the, a basketball school. They are the. Yeah. Do you know what the the uh, mascot of the school is? I don't know. They're the. They're, they're, it's a snake of some sort. They're the moccasins. I thought so. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mention that because I think the uh, history of that they originally were the moccasins, but it was like an Indian kind of thing, a Native American thing, and they had to change to like the water moccasins because the, of the day and age we're in. Exactly. Yeah, right. I covered. I remember back when I first started in TV, they had um they had a really good uh, college basketball team there mm-hmm. for years and years, and and the school I covered played them in the NIT. So that's how I knew that. Well, didn't didn't To didn't Terrell Terrell Owens go to Tennessee Chattanooga as I, well? I don't know. You might have. I am have to check that out. So anyway, they draft this guy in the first round, and then they go to a wide receiver in the second round, Tyquan Thornton, who it says has blistering speed but might struggle against physical cornerbacks. And then they picked a quarterback. Do they really need a quarterback? I don't with, know. With Mac Jones? Well, maybe. Suppose, uh, I mean, who's there? Uh, Brian Hoyer still a backup, yes, right? Yes, what is he? He's ready for Social Security, for crying out loud. I guess, and, and Jarrett Stidham is still there. Yep, with S- one- hanging, <laughs> hanging around, taking up space. Yeah, one more year left on his deal. So um, it was the first time since 91 that fought the top five picks in the draft were defensive players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, listen, I you, you've you really got to uh, watch college football closely to know who like after after you get past those two defensive ends the one from georgia and the one from michigan Mm kind of like you really gotta 
watch college football closely. I mean, I don't, I don't really know much about those guys other than they got picked high, so they must be good. Well, and the Patriots drafted no linebackers, which is arguably their weakest position. You know, other than guys like Matthew Judon and stuff, they need more help there, and it's they didn't free, draft anybody. No, free, there. You know, it's free agency. They yeah. might have some money to throw around, so who knows? Well, Belichick has not had the best of luck drafting players in recent years but you're right he's also he's an expert general manager and an expert you know magician at putting other pieces together but, and taking guys off the reclamation yeah. pile from somebody else and yeah. turning them into into stars and he has made great free agent acquisitions like you said in recent years now the thing that's interesting here is usa today listed its nfl draft winners and losers yep and at the top of the list for losers Patriots, according yeah. to USA Today. I just, I mean, you know, those those, those polls kind of like are what they are. But mm-hmm. again, you pick a guy from who people thought was going to be available in the third round and you draft him, you trade, and then you draft him in the first. Like I said, he, he n- probably knows more than we do. All right. Now, beyond sports... Uh, you pus- you posted something on your Facebook page I that I think Steve will appreciate here. Yeah, he's, I think Steve chimed in on this. Mm-hmm. So um, I posted it, and uh, and it's one of those things where I've had like five different people come up and say, that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Who's the f- most famous person you've taken a leak next to? <laughs> and your answer was? Uh, and the reason is, ja- uh, two, uh, Brent Musburger okay. Okay, at Madison Square Garden uh-huh. at, a, at the NCAA tournament one year. You're looking live. You're looking live. <laughs> Brent Musburger's penis. And the other one was uh, Jackie Bradley Sr. <laughs> last summer. Uh-huh. So I'm in Milwaukee uh, watching the Brewers play, mm-hmm. and this guy right there, Jackie Bradley Sr. is written on the back of his jersey right i look at him and i went like seriously on the on the on the senior thing because oh yeah and then we start talking about jackie being from boston how we, we miss him and right we didn't shake hands but on did, the way out did you peek that, i didn't know did, did no you? i was just like i was just immersed in, oh, in the conversation peeked. he tapped his toe while he was down there. said hey i have a wide stance when i get so so who is it who is it for you steve who do you got the most famous person yeah that i've ever taken a leak next to that would be, uh, uh, I don't even know. I can't even think of it. You haven't been at a concert or a, or a professional thing in radio. Got, see, like, we have that opportunity mm-hmm. to, to bump into people. Sure. Yeah, I don't, think I've ever, I don't think I've ever had anybody I've been in the bathroom with. I've had, I uh, mean, the names that, I mean, there were 155 plus comments. Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Maha, yep. I mean, I was just like, what? Great so topic. what about you? Joe Montana. Okay. Legendary Tell us how that NFL happened. quarterback Joe Montana. So back when I was covering the Syracuse football and basketball team for the flagship station there, I was with them for almost 20 years. I've talked about it a lot. You know, you'd do pregame shows, and then you'd go to the games. And Tulane came to town at the Carrier Dome to take on the SU football team, and we were up in the, you know, the, the, the press box area where some of the luminaries hang out. Yes, well. And Joe Montana's son was quarterbacking for Tulane. Ah. And so Joe Montana himself was in attendance, and you got a special bathroom for the media types uh, Of course up there. you do. And there, that was the magic moment. See that, man? <laughs> yes. You never know. Me and Joe Montana. <laughs> but George, it, George Michael, that's who, that was the... <laughs> Yours? Yeah, yes. that was that was the most famous one. Whoops. It didn't end well. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that probably did not end well. He gave he me got, a hand though. He got, he got, he got in the paper and you didn't. He was he was my father figure for just a few minutes. All right, that's enough. Yeah. It's 7:20. I'm back Steve and Dave at Rock 102, Scott Cohen and uh, hey, if you have any stories about um, what having an experience taking a leak next to somebody, give us a call 293-1021. Look at that. You're welcome in yeah. advance. Thanks, Scott. Ah. 
Jimi Hendrix on Rock 102. Backs, Steve and Dave, minus the backs part. He is out sick today. Scott Cohen joined us and threw out a great, a great topic there about taking a leak next to famous people. I said Joe Montana was one that I did, and uh, Steve said George Michael. If you have one to add to the fire, somebody famous you took a leak next to, feel free. 293-1021 is the number. Uh, if you like playing golf, don't forget to check out the Rock 102 Golf Club for $199. It's worth $500, uh, to be exact. You get uh, one greens fee to each of the 12 court golf courses listed. You can check them all out on our website, rock102.com. This is all brought to you by the Swing Oil Beer Company. Uh, and then you sign up, and you get the card, and you could be golfing. It's the Rock 102 Golf Club, brought to you by Swing Oil Beer Company from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Looking forward to golf season. I haven't yet to be out once. I've gone to the driving range, but I haven't played uh, a single round of golf yet. And the weather has sucked so far, so I guess we've got to wait for the weather to turn on that. So here's an interesting one. A guy hooked up his microwave to AI, and it tried to murder him. You know, we worry about the rise of machines here. Yeah. Here's an example of that. Uh, apparently, he his name is Lucas Risotto. And he's gone viral because he hooked up his microwave to AI and it tried to trick him into getting inside of the microwave. And once it thought he was in, it turned on and tried to cook him to death. I don't know exactly how you get into a microwave if you're a normal average size guy. This doesn't even make any sense. There's a video of it that's gone viral, apparently. Um. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't explain any of it right now. Let's let's go to the phones. We might have some uh, people taking leaks next to famous folks, uh, or uh, somebody figure out how the microwave works. Rock one hundred two. Yeah, you're wondering who I peed next to that was popular. Mm-hmm. Who was Doug it? Doug Flutie at a Def Leppard concert. Doug Flutie. Yes. Wow. And wow. he's actually shorter in person. He's very, very short. Yes, he is. And did you peek or not? No. <laughs> no way. Yeah. You didn't get you didn't get a peek at uh, what the flutie flake looked like, right? The f- yeah, no. Yeah. All right. The flutie flute. Um, he, uh, you know, he he's a short guy, but <laughs> supposedly he was able to dunk a basketball, even even though he was that short. He was that good of an athlete, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. I played, well I played guy. basketball with Doug Flutie. You did not down at the Hall of Fame. They Seriously, used to, yeah, because his uh, yeah. he has an autistic child, mm-hmm. and uh, there was this whole big thing they were doing with uh, Belize Auto, and mm-hmm. they had the uh, like a uh, fundraiser for autism mm-hmm. uh, down there yeah. at the Basketball Hall of Fame. That yeah. was uh, years ago. We had a free a free throw contest with all the uh, local celebrities. Yeah, I bet he was good. He was uh, he was very good. I, on the other hand, was not. Not a surprise. All right, and he was a great athlete, for sure. Yeah, did right. that did that drop kick in the in the one game? Yeah, that was fantastic. Exactly. All right, well, that was a great conversation. Thanks for the call. I'm glad we took the All call right, on thanks, it. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks. All right, it's seven twenty nine on Rock one hundred two. News is next. Here's your Western Mass news first alert. Oh, when on. it comes to choosing a roofing contractor, happen. you have many. I knew that was going to happen. I didn't put the the little break in there. Sorry, Dave. That's all right. Uh, it is uh, 7.32, and it's time for news, and it's brought to you by 
Yankee Home Improvement, Yankees Home Memorial Day sale all month long at $1,400 off, plus free safety bars and custom shelving. Call Yankee Home right now. Here's Dave Coombs. It was like a double feature, Steve, at the Cinemark Movie Theater in West Springfield Saturday night. You had the movies, and then you had a fight breakout at the same time. One person has been charged with assault and battery following that fight inside the Cinemark Movie Theater on Riverdale Street. Happened on Saturday night. Fight breaking out with three or four people inside the theater. Again, I said just one person arrested. Staff quickly managing to get the scene under control. And contrary to social media posts about the incident, no stabbing had been reported. Two people were transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. And some of the movies playing, in case you're wondering, at Cinemark over the weekend, Fantastic Beasts, the new Harry yeah. Potter flick, uh, The Bad Guys, Memory, which is the latest Liam Neeson movie, and also the latest Nick Cage classic, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, plus Sonic 2 and The Batman. Those were some of the movies playing on Saturday night. Not certain if it was one of those movies that triggered the big fight. Uh, I would say it would be that Nick Cage one. Yeah, I could see that, or I could see The Batman, because you said you tried watching the latest Batman starring Robert Pattinson and didn't yeah, like it. Yeah, I hated it. Yeah, I, I started watching it over the weekend. I had nothing better to do, so I just popped yeah. it in. And, and I was about uh, 40 minutes into it, and I said, all right, that's enough of this. Well, you could see people arguing over Clooney versus Keaton versus Affleck versus Pattinson versus all the other guys who have played Batman. You could see people having an argument over that as well, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, meantime, two people are in the hospital after a car crashed into a home in Springfield. Saturday morning. According to the fire department, the accident happened at 940 Boston Road. Two passengers in the car brought to a local hospital with minor injuries. No word on the extent of damage to the home. 22 News with some continuing updates on the story as details become available. Uh, you ever see that happen? Car go into a house? It, it used to happen. Again, you and I lived in the Syracuse area for a long time. There was one corner out in Syracuse. And I think it was like a western suburb of Syracuse where it was coming down a hill and there was a house like right on the corner intersection and mm. that house used to get slammed into by cars all the time, yeah. especially on icy roads. I'm uh, really happy my house is far enough back from the road that I really don't have to worry about that. I mean, it would take, uh, not to say that it could never happen because you never know, but my house sits up on top of a hill. Mm -hmm. So even if a car went up, at least you'd have... <laughs> You know, a little bit. Gravity would yeah. would prevent anything really bad but, from happening. Uh, but, it, you know, I saw a car roll over near my house a few years ago, and it was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think that. You know, And then you don't really picture it in your head how a car could do that until you actually see it happen and going, oh, yeah, I guess right. if you're coming down this way, it, it would flip over. Well, you know, we talked uh, last week or the week before about the home in Boston or outside Boston that was getting hit by golf balls because it was close to to a golf course. Mm -hmm. I guess the same thing would happen with houses that are close to roadways, and maybe there are a bunch of them here in this area. We could identify those, and we could have like our top ten list of the most dangerous houses in danger of getting struck by cars in Western Mass. Maybe we could compile that for the future. Hey, Loki is an indoor house cat, and Loki was stuck in a tree in Holyoke for six days. Mm -hmm. 22 News had been covering the story, they were trying to make sure that the cat was rescued, and it did get rescued. It had been missing for two days before the owner actually saw the cat up in a tree. But so high up and with branches that were so fragile, it makes a rescue very difficult. Mm -hmm. Six days went by. Everybody who tried to save her failed. 
and no toys, no treats. They're having a hard time luring the thing down. Eventually, Linden Tree Care and Landscaping safely brought her back to the ground. So congrats to those folks. Eventually, the cat will come down. Well, it didn't, though. And they were scared well, that it would just... but eventually it will. I guess, right? So you just wait until it comes down? Have you ever seen a skeleton of a cat in a tree? <laughs> not can't say that I have. Then there you go. Maybe, one, maybe a skeleton falls out of the tree if it goes too far. The good news, and this is the really interesting part of the story, Steve, after her adventure, the cat, which was not affectionate before, is now very affectionate. I think that's kind of cool. So because of the story and the stress that it was under, and then because of the rescue, the cat has become a nice cat. The life-changing experience. Yes. She's going to start a podcast now. <laughs> before the incident. Right. Before the incident, nobody could get close to Loki, and now Loki wants to be near everybody. So maybe we should all undergo life-threatening situations like that. The uh, the podcast should be called Love Your Pussy Cat. <laughs> hey, MMA fighting has flourished across the United States, including the Ammo Fight League's Battle of St. Patrick's, which took place recently at the Big E. It happened at the Mallory Complex, usually reserved for livestock shows and other agricultural events. This particular MMA fighting event had young women dressed up in green plaid micro-mini skirts as ring girls and long lines queuing up for beer. Near the cage, a huge banner outlining various cuts of beef hung on the wall. And apparently the underbelly of these amateur MMA fights is the lack of regulation. Now this particular one, the Battle of St. Patrick's at the Big E, was a success. But at many of these, quote, amateur MMA fights, there have been serious injuries and even deaths where competitors hope to make the jump from amateur MMA fighter to the big leagues, the UFC. Gotcha. And so, you know, obviously there's a big question mark now over these amateur MMA fights and whether they should be allowed to continue. Isn't the whole idea about being violent? Isn't the whole idea about uh, kicking the crap out of somebody else? Yeah. What do you need safety rules for? <laughs> well, I see, the thing is, if you're going to have amateur, like, baseball events, softball games, things like that, usually it's not life-threatening in those situations. If a guy gets up to the plate and hits a line drive and it, it happens to hit somebody, usually that's not a life-threatening situation. Whereas no. these fights can be life-threatening situations. They're all life-threatening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, do you regulate them or not? That's a big question. Patrick Major is celebrating his 25th anniversary as a Chicopee police officer. This happened just a week after he was sworn in as the town's new chief of police. And he's promising to instill unity on the force and provide the proper training for young recruits. And according to MassLive.com in their report, the Chicopee native, Mr. Major, who still lives in his hometown, is a devoted husband and who has a great background with all sorts of interesting aspects to it. He's the father of a blended family of five. He's a grandfather. He's a former avionics technician on the fighter jets at Barnes, and he's a 20-year U.S. Air Force veteran and a recovering alcoholic as well. So he's got a lot of a lot of experiences to call upon to become the Chickabee police chief. But never once did he thank Lynn Clark for the job. Uh, right? Well, if it hadn't been for her, right? Screwing up the whole uh, the whole process there. Uh, he might not have uh, been considered at all. Because she would have gotten one of her, quote, favorites for the job. Well, it wasn't that she was she was trying to get the guy that she was 
Oh, man. This is such a complicated story. Right. She had been dating one of the candidates. Yes, dating. Or dating. (laughs) If you want to call it that. (laughs) It's a good word to use in in exchange for what it actually was. Yeah, she was was dating the the cop, and then Mm -hmm. he broke it off when he got into that process. Right. She got mad, so then she was trying to get him to bow out Mm -hmm. by sending him uh, things like somebody was watching him, and then he- then all of a sudden the fingers were pointed at the other candidates because they say, well, maybe these two guys because there's some inform- inside information. It turns out it was her all along. Right. And um, I, if I was Patrick Major, I would be, uh, I would be thanking her well, in an acceptance speech. Well, well, thank you very much for this job. Mm-hmm. And I also want to spend a special shout out to Lynn Clark, uh, Badge Bunny. <laughs> Who, uh, if it wasn't for her wacky antics, I wouldn't have had this job today. Well, you're right. (laughs) Patrick Major could thank Lynn Clark, or he could thank the guys who were involved with Lynn Clark for paving the way to his new job. Hey, you know, (laughs) when you passed around like that, you know, you never know how things were working out for you. And this guy should be thankful for everything that he got. For sure. 741 on Bax, Stephen David, Rock 102. We're going to have highs in the high 50s today. Steady rain this morning, ending very soon in Western Mass. And coming up and now hear this, a sheriff's volunteer in Florida caught selling illegal stuff, plus one of the hosts of The Daily Show emceeing the White House Correspondents Dinner over the weekend, and a Jeopardy contestant going off the rails. All that coming up and now hear this on Rock 102. Time to refinance your mortgage. Months. Back, Stephen. Dave show backs out. He'll be back tomorrow. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back, Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from the White House Correspondents Dinner over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Trevor Noah from the Daily Show was the MC. And Joe Biden was in attendance. Here's what Trevor Noah had to say about the current sitting president of the United States. I'll be honest, if you didn't come, I totally would have understood. Yeah, yeah, because these people have been so hard on you, which I don't get. I really don't. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. None of the stuff Biden wants actually gets done. Interesting, uh, because he kind of went <laughs> yeah. full scale. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't know. I like that when somebody takes a big stab. I, mean, I didn't see what the reaction was from President Biden, but I can't believe he took it very well. I would have liked to have seen the reaction. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure somebody's got that on video. All right. Well, if you do, tell us about the reaction there. Clip number two: a sheriff's volunteer office out of Florida, was caught selling illegal stuff out of a patrol car while in uniform. He was busted by undercover police officers. Here's the sheriff of the Polk County Policeman's Organization, Grady Judd, talking about what happened. I am hotter than a bare butt on a tin roof in August. Our undercover says, you in the popo car? He goes, yeah. He won't be in it for long, but he's in it now. He's in trouble, that dude. Uh, selling prescription pills out of the patrol car. That was quite the uh, the metaphor yeah. that guy used. Yeah. Once again on that one, hold on. I am hotter than a bare butt on a tin roof in August. There it is. I would imagine that's very hot. Well, especially in Florida, right? 
I guess so. Uh, I just think it's it's like oddly specific that he chose that particular term to use. A bare butt? Yeah, a bare butt. <laughs> and I assume he's, is he talking about an animal, a bear, or a human bare butt? I couldn't quite get that. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. Is it butt naked or buck naked? I never understood that I one I think either. there's probably a fine distinction between those mm-hmm. two. Maybe someone can explain it to us. Now, here's an interesting one. Clip number three comes from Jeopardy. It's a contestant on the show. His name is Julian Glander, and he has a special skill. Now, before I explain it, I'm just going to play the clip and see if you can understand exactly what his special skill is. Here's the clip from Jeopardy. Wow. This is the first episode of Jeopardy guest directed by David Lynch, I think. (laughs) What do you think? Is he speaking backwards or something like that? He is, but it's something specific backwards. What is it? So say the letter Z backwards. Ease. That's what he's doing. He's reciting the alphabet in reverse, but also backwards. Well, that's some talent. I mean, if you're going to be on a TV show, Jeopardy's the place for you. Yeah, here he is once again. Wow. This is the first episode of Jeopardy guest directed by David Lynch, I think. So Ken Jennings, the host there with his great joke. Yeah, is uh, so does this guy do this all the time? Is he is it one of his special talents that helps him in some aspect of his life, or is he? Just, this is just one of those stupid things he's able to do. I think the challenge, Steve, from what I understand on Jeopardy that night was to show what's your special skill. What special skill do you have? I don't have any special skill. I was going to ask you if you had some special skill. No, I'm pretty much bad at everything. <laughs> I, you know, Apparently. I, I'd yeah. have to think about something that I could convey on the radio other than my. My, my trivia knowledge, I don't think I have any special skill. I do. I can do one card trick. I can do that. Um, other than that, I, I, got, I got nothing. I'm really, uh, I'm really great at uh, wallowing in my own sorrow. I'm really good at that. <laughs> well, maybe there's a world record for that. Who it knows? Could be. Um, and when it comes to um, doing things backward, there was a comedian named Wayne Fleming years ago, and he did fairy tales backwards. I don't know if you've done a bunch of stand-up. Do you ever run into a guy named Wayne Fleming? Not, I can't say that I have, but that sounds very interesting. He would he do uh, Cinderella, but talking backward the entire time. So she gets to the ball first. Not exactly that. He tells the story in chronological order, but he gets the words backwards, and he ties up like the first letter of each word with the last letter of each word. Instead of explaining it, maybe I can play it we'll for ha- you. We'll have to. Well, you know what? That should be now. Hear this tomorrow. Okay. And then when we find the comedian, then we can uh, we can talk about that. Well, I've I've actually worked with him before because I yeah. used to do stand up comedy years ago when I started off in Rochester, and I opened up for Wayne Fleming, and I think I have yeah. some some of his some of his stand up somewhere in my archives. I was going to say there's probably a video or something out there. Yeah. Yeah. Probably uh, on even YouTube. Yeah, there is of him doing Cinderella. Talking backward. I could never talk backwards. uh, It does say something about somebody's intelligence to be able to do something like that. Mm -hmm. You you ever try to, um, you know, we used to have that that contest, the classic rock lyric quiz, where the words would be spoken. Uh Uh-huh. And as easy as some of them may have been, some of them were really, really hard because you're trying to sing the song in your head 
when you don't hear those musical notes, sometimes it's not always easy enough to associate that song with the words, even though if it had musical notes behind the words, sure. you'd probably pick it up a lot faster than you would just by hearing it. Right. So I think it's pretty impressive when somebody's able to do stuff like that. I ha- actually did find in my archives a three-minute segment of Wayne Fleming balking tackwards. All right. We'll get to it next on Rock 102. How long does it take? Hey, it's Rock 102. With Bex, Steve, and Dave, it's 7.55, and we were talking about balking backwards or talking backwards before. Yeah. And I was saying there's a comedian named Wayne Fleming who's from Canada. His entire uh, stand-up routine is balking backwards, especially when it comes to a fairy tale. Check this out. About a beautiful girl, a beautiful girl, named Rindersella or Cinderella. Now, I'll start out by saying, runts upon a time in a corn country... Lived a pransom hints and a cansy fassel the one to throw a bancy fall. <laughs> so he invited all the repo from piles around. That included Rinda Seller, a mugly other, and her three sad blisters. <laughs> Two of which were real up and fugly. <laughs> Show net, I'm talking felling you. One of them was so up and fugly, she had this great big walking fort in her knocking post. Show knit her face with Maga Gagget. <laughs> so psych I led, they're getting all dressed to go to the Bancy Falls, song of a udden. <coughs> Rindersella's mug the other said to Rindersella, you're got knowing. She said, Yuck foo, I am. <laughs> she said, You're knocking fought. <laughs> you got too much walking foot to do around the Hawk and Faust and a bet gizzy. <laughs> She said, you're crockin' fazy. I duckin' fun it this morning. She said, you duckin' fit and look under the tuckin' fable. Look at all that duckin' fuss. Rindicella look one took, said, smoly hulk. You're rockin' fight him, suckin' for oil, duckin' for it, won't dirty. Saul of a udden from the roner of the coom. Rindicella look one took, said, foo the hawk are you? Holy hope do you ever look stuck and foopid? You got a crook and found a drancy fist and a wagic mon? Who the huck are you? She said, I'm your Gary Fodmother. And I heard you want to go to the Bancy Fall to meet the Pransom Hints and the Cansey Fassel. She said, You're rock and fighting, duck and foo. Gary Fodmother said, Pro Noblem. In my possession, beautiful Burl, I have a wagic mon. Then I'll have to duck and foo his walking favorite to your rockin' fags. I'll turn it into a drancy fess. <laughs> Rindersella said, you're on drunk and fugs. <laughs> she said, no, walking fay, you walking fosh. Smoly hoax, she duckin' fun it. Turn those rockin' fags into a drancy fest. Rinder said, too, mockin' fudge. Can I got phone now? She said, beautiful Burl, how can you be so stuck and foopid? Look, one took outside. It's raining dats and cogs. You'll get your drunken vessel duckin' ferdy into muckin' fud. She said, we'll do some more of your stagic muff. I'm not even touching it. 
Because I know y'all waiting for me to fuck. Yeah. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Just about 8 a.m. on Rock 102. That was the great Wayne Fleming. Uh, Bakken Tackwards with Cinderella there. The weather for today, highs in the high 50s, steady rain this morning, ending pretty much any time here between now and 9 a.m. And the weather is brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com for more information. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Playoff basketball, the Bucks over the Celts, 101-89 yesterday. The Celtics could manage just 10 buckets from two-point range. That's the fewest in team history. They're going to have to improve that a little bit if they're going to come back in Game 2 against Milwaukee. Also, yesterday in playoff basketball, Golden State over Memphis, 117-116. to 116. Playoff hockey begins tonight for the Bruins on the road at Carolina against the Hurricanes. The puck drops at 7. You can hear that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. In AHL hockey, the Springfield Thunderbirds sitting and watching round 1 because they have a number 2 seed in the AHL playoffs, and they'll begin play in round 2. Baseball, Red Sox finishing a 3-7 and seven road trip with a loss in Baltimore 9-5 yesterday. The Red Sox will host the Angels tomorrow night. And the NFL, the draft is over. And according to USA Today, among the big NFL draft losers, the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, the folks writing it up for USA Today, criticizing the first-round pick for the Patriots, the guard from Tennessee Chattanooga, Cole Strange, who many experts think might have been around in the second or third round. Then in the second round, the Patriots drafting a wide receiver who's fast but might struggle against physical cornerbacks. And they also drafted another quarterback, which they may not need with Mac Jones around. And no linebackers were added to a severely undermanned position group. That's why USA Today thinks that the Pats blew it with their draft picks. By the way, the Steelers, with an odd pick, adding another brother. They now have four pairs of brothers on their roster, and we thought Philadelphia was the city of brotherly love. Maybe Pittsburgh is. That's it for your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Yeah, that's what happens when you drink Rebel Yell with the Stones one night. You write a song out of it. Billy Idol on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Good morning. Uh, it's going to be rainy today with a high of 57 tomorrow, spotted uh, spotty showers and a high of 61. It's uh, 51 right now in downtown Springfield. I uh, made a large purchase over the weekend. Oh, really? Gummies? Uh, no, no, <laughs> much larger pur- purchase than that. I, uh, I had bought something uh a while ago and then uh it was uh it was it was very expensive and then i was like you know what uh this obviously isn't going to be needed anymore i'm going to return that and i'm going to get something else okay because uh, you know plans change I sure guess. and uh i bought a peloton oh the bicycle whole system the, the bike know? i yeah. bought it used yeah i bought it on uh, a friend of mine she was telling me about how how great it was mm-hmm and I said, uh, you know what? I think I should probably get one of these things because I've always wanted one, and uh, I think it'll be a perfect fit, especially with the, uh, you know, the intel in, in sure. the whole thing and the the workouts and assisting you and 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 whatnot. Well, f- folks may not know what Steve is talking about. It's a bicycle, but it hooks up to like a video that you can watch people conduct classes for yeah. you in you know cycling, right? Uh hot, hot chicks doing. <laughs> 
This is the only reason why I wanted this thing. <laughs> well, I have a lady friend as well who loves her Peloton and yeah. loves one of the hot chicks that she yeah. works out with, a girl named Jess King. Oh, she's okay. she's one of the instructors. I am uh, I am uh, keen to Emma Lovewell. Okay. Emma Lovewell. She does other things well, too. Is that a real name or not? I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, but she's uh, she's quite the gal, mm-hmm. and uh, she gets you pumped up, if you know what I'm talking about. I hear you. And so have you done some of this already? You I g- did I did one where I got it yesterday, Okay, and then you have to buy a membership for it. Right. Uh, and then uh, they give you access to all of these different things. And it's not just the bike. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get weights and stuff, too. There's workout. There's- Sure exercise ball stuff you can do there's all kinds of different things that you can do by just turning the monitor around and following it uh, while you're on the floor oh so you can do them not just on the bike but on the floor i said i didn't know that part and and there's more features to this thing that i still haven't fully unloaded but i'm waiting to get these uh i had to order these cleats yes uh you know which was which was they, they lock into the bike yep so what did you do? Ride on your sneakers? I just rode on my sneakers. <laughs> I did like the you know the twenty minute right. like you know get to know Peloton right. type of type of ride and all that stuff. And it's so, not easy to ride on those pedals with sneakers, by the way, because you feel that bump underneath your sneakers. Right, right? And you can't ride on them with uh, with uh, just your your socks on or your feet, right. just your bare feet, because the things will you know go right into your feet. Yep. So I ordered the things they're supposed to be coming today. Uh, the cleats that that go on the thing, so I'm looking forward to to getting into it because I really want to see more of Emma. Hello, well, Emma. It, it it does motivate you, according to my friend. Yeah. Who who every night she's hooked. She does the classes every single night when mm-hmm. she goes home from her job. Uh, Olivia is very nice too. I was per, I was just perusing the hot chicks on the thing. I don't uh-huh. I don't really you know. It's not. It's less about getting in shape than yeah. it is about watching a shape. If you know what I'm saying. Hey, it helps you motivate yeah. you for sure. Uh, the woman that she likes, I said, Jess King has uh, is because you can check up on these people in real life. She has a quote partner, a lady partner, a lady partner. Yes. All right. So maybe that comes into play too. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm kind of hung up on Emma right now. Emma seems to be where it's at. Emma Lovewell. Yeah, it's like uh, you know. It, Peter, <laughs> Peter Griffin had a pedal a pedalton that was that was his bike that he bought for his wife, and uh, he was like, "I just want to be able to look, maybe catch a glimpse of what's down your bra." Well, Emma Lovewell sounds like a James Bond character to me, but it's it's that's her real name, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah. Most of them have like porn type names, right? Uh, like there's a couple on here because I couldn't remember her name. I had to look. Allie Love, that's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen McGee. Well, that's pretty plain. Right. Right. And uh, let's see. So maybe half of them have pseudonyms and half of them just I, use I, their real names. There's probably some of them that, uh, you know, don't want to use their real names. But most of them are, you know, they're Callies and, you know, things like that. All right. Yeah. Well, good. So this is like step one of your new fitness regime. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I still go see a trainer every week. Uh, mm-hmm. which I'm which I'm happy with, but I think it was more about the you know getting more cardio in and yeah. things like that. And it's hard it's hard to you know when you're a single parent to be you know balancing all that. Right. Stuff. So now where do you put the Peloton? Do you put it in a specific room in your house and it stays there? Where is it? I uh, I put it uh, right in the dining room. <laughs> okay. Well, off to the side. Right. But but it's 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 something, and even the kids want to use it now too. So mm-hmm. there there's that aspect to it. Yep. 
And uh, it's, I think it was a good purchase. For yeah, I think they do have kids' classes that you can take that are geared toward their sensibilities and their levels of fitness as well. I have, in my place, I really don't have a dining room or a living room or a kitchen. As you know, I have one sad room in my <laughs> one-room apartment. And so I have a bicycle up on a trainer there, and it's just in the middle of the, middle of the, the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't really hide it in a specific room. But I, I don't have room for a Peloton, so I just have the, the regular bicycle up on a trainer, and I could take it on or off the trainer and take it out on the road. I go to Forest Park and ride there sometimes because it's safer than riding out on the roads. How do you get resistance on that thing when you're... You, you shift, and I've got the shifters on the handlebars, and so you just shift it like normal, and you can shift the bike like you would normally when you're outdoors. So it's very much like a, the, the resistance is very much like going up a hill or Exactly like the same, and then there is a separate resistance knob in the back that's hooked to the back tire that you can adjust as well oh. so either way it works but it's not as sophisticated as your peloton system because what i do is i put my bike right in front of the television and i watch sports right while i'm riding and it helps pass the time if i'm watching an nba playoff game with the celtics or an nfl game i can usually ride for like an entire quarter and watch a game and i'm pretty happy but the next level would be watching a hot chick guide you through a class well now i can uh, i can compete with other people yes. in my area yeah i can uh you know make that happen yeah yeah it's just like video gaming essentially you can hook up with others that do the same thing yeah except uh you know uh well i guess a peloton might be in your parents basement if you're playing video games and doing a peloton hey you know anything but, goes uh, but uh i'm uh i'm hung up on emma i'll tell you that all right, I'm yeah. going to have to Move research. Over Kelly Reardon. Here comes Emma. <laughs> Emma Lovewell. Emma Lovewell. And check out Jess King, the one that is the favorite of the friend of mine as well. Hey, Thanks if anybody you. has any tips for Steve on the Peloton, call 293-1021. All right, and it's uh, it's 815 at Rock 102. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's a- 821 and Rush with Limelight on Rock 102. Hey, you could pedal to that on your Peloton. I might get it done. Who knows? I That's the thing I got to figure out about this thing. I don't know whether or not, uh, because it's linked to my Spotify account, I was able to do that, mm-hmm. but I'm not really sure how to use the music yet. I bought this used. I didn't get like right. the, you know, the guy coming in the house and giving you a whole tutorial on that, but it seems almost like you can't choose music to go along with it. I think you can because I think my my lady friend does that and okay. can choose music from time to time to well, work out go. too. And but you you said you can actually have a representative of Peloton come to your house and give you a t- tutorial. I think if I bought it directly from the company, oh, I, I would see. be able to do that. Gotcha. But I didn't do that. And honestly, uh, Rush Limelight would not be the song <laughs> I would be picking for a workout routine. I could hear. Would what would be the top of the list on your Spotify? Anything that you could mention or not? Uh, anything by Brian Adams? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Summer of '69. Yeah. There you go. All that right. one. I never understood whether he was talking about the year. Or something else there. You know well, what I mean? if you listen to the end of it, and I've said this for years, it says, me and my baby did it 69. That's what, he, that's what it says. <laughs> right. That's what he says in that thing. And for all the other lyrics that they scrub out on this radio station, that's the one they leave in there. <laughs> so maybe he was being subversive and he was doing that on purpose. He has a great song called Elvis is Everywhere, by the way. You ever heard that? Elvis is everywhere. I've never heard that one. Very good. So we've got a couple different stories of DUIs here. One in Florida, one in Maine. The Florida man caught on a deputy's dash cam dancing his way through a field sobriety test in Pasco County. 
Needless to say, he did not pass the sobriety test. Apparently, this 33-year-old driver falling asleep at the wheel with his foot on the brake. This seems to happen a lot with people at like intersections. I don't know how they can control that. They actually fall asleep, drunk in their vehicle, mm-hmm. with their car in gear, but with their foot on the brake, and somehow their foot remains on the brake while they're sleeping. Yeah. Is that kind of like when you sleep and you got to go to the bathroom, somehow you don't go to the bathroom during the night? Well, I think you're in a, a state of unconsciousness. It's mm-hmm. not really sleep. It really, it, you don't. You don't really uh, you know you don't really go to sleep when you're a drink when you're an alcoholic. You just uh, never wake up sometimes. Well, this guy Christopher Larson, 33 again, uh, once he gets out of the car or the truck as it were, video shows him losing his balance and breaking into a dance move during mm-hmm. the walk and turn part of the sobriety test. Authorities say a breath sample revealed he had more than 3 times the legal limit of alcohol in his system when he broke in, out into his uh, dance during the sobriety test. Yeah, there was an episode of, um, God, now I can't remember the name of that show either. Uh, Reno 911. You remember that? Uh, yes. Where Because yeah, uh, there's been a number of spinoffs on that now, right? Right, but uh, it was the original show. Okay. And it was, I think it was Wendy, I can't remember her name. She mm-hmm. was the blonde police officer. Right. Very good looking okay, one. Okay, yeah, I don't remember that one. And uh, she, there's this whole video of this guy doing a, he's doing a sobriety test. And then he's like teaching her dance moves. And, it, you know, he's he's acing the entire road sobriety test. But you could tell that he's drunk because, yeah. you know, he's slurring a little sure. bit. And he finally gets to the end and, he's, and he gives her, he's like, you know what you should do? You should add a little kick because she was teaching him dance moves. Yep. And he said, no, you should do this and add a little kick to the end of it. Right. And she goes, wow, you're pretty good at that. Are you a dancer? And he goes, no, I'm just drunk. You know, <laughs> and that was the end of it. Yeah, when you're drunk, you'll do just yeah. about anything. But maybe you're right. Maybe this guy Christopher Larson in Florida yeah. had seen that Reno 911 show and was maybe. just acting out. So DUI story number two in Portland, Maine. You ever been there, by the way? Portland, Maine? Yeah. No, I never went. Fantastic. You, you ought to put that on your list of places to take your girls during the summertime. Yeah. Great downtown dining, a lot of fun, kind of a party town, especially during the summertime. Anyway. No, I'm not a big fan of New England beaches. Well, you, don't have to, you don't even have to go to the beach in, in Portland, Maine. You can enjoy the downtown area. It's really cool. And there's like a wharf there. You can take like a, a seal watching tours and stuff oh, like that. The kids nice. would really like it, I think. Anyway. Police there in Portland, Maine, posting a pair of photos on Facebook over the weekend after a 26-year-old woman tried to drive her SUV down a flight of stairs in downtown Portland. And by the way, the flight of stairs that she tried to drive down, right next to police headquarters. Well, there's a always a smart move that you got to do. Yeah, she drove through a garage, across a pedestrian plaza where people were walking around and then tried to get back onto the street by going down a set of cement steps. Her SUV got stuck on them. She didn't realize she couldn't back up. She tried to claim she was just following her GPS. Police said, though, her excessive blood alcohol level probably had a little more to do with it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it had yeah. a little bit to do with so it. So if you go to Portland, Maine... Take the kids on a seal-watching tour, enjoy the restaurants in downtown and the cobblestones, and maybe try and drive... Wait, wait, what are you, the tourist, the tourism (laughs) committee now for Portland, Maine? Hey, try and drive your rental car down the same set of steps, Steve. Yeah, I'm not, uh, like I said, I'm not, uh, like the New England coast, that's not my uh, my cup of tea. The water's too damn cold, the the air is too damn cold. It is. uh, You'd rather be somewhere where it's uh, more temperable. Yeah, but you you don't, again, during the middle of summer, you're maybe looking for something cooler in the heat here. 
I, I'm telling you, you guys would love Portland, Maine. It's fantastic. Lots I going got, on up I there. I do have to find a vacation for this summer, so maybe uh, Portland, Maine might where it be. Just don't go in the water. It's too cold. I agree. Yes, so. It's 827 on Rock 102. News is next. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. We'll have cloudy skies around this morning with some spots. It's uh, 829 at Rock 102, and it is time for news. And it is brought to you by uh, Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it in or not. And here is Dave Coombs. So before we get to the news headlines, a quick call to get to here on Rock 102. The number is 293-1021. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Mike. Hey, Mike. What's up? Hey, I'm just calling about Brian Adams. Yeah. Okay. He that is not about the year sixty nine. <laughs> You're That's, sure? He That's... even said, "I'm positive" because he even said in an interview that I was ten years old in sixty nine. <laughs> well, that's that's you know I had read that about the, him too uh, that he's not. And it, you and, know. Yeah, and it says here you know it wasn't you know the summer sixty nine was not about a childhood innocence and forgotten friendships. It was an ode to topsy turvy lovemaking. All right, topsy turvy lovemaking. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. beautiful. All right, topsy turvy well, lovemaking. Never heard it called that before, but that, that seems to fit. You I know, for it. the record, uh, Brian Adams sucks anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and on to the headlines. Yeah, the Massachusetts Massachusetts Office of the Inspector General, the OIG, has released its findings after investigating issues at the Soldiers' Home in Holyoke between 2016 and 2020. The report targets the leadership, the management, and oversights at the home. And one particular complaint regarding former Superintendent Bennett Walsh in that he created, according to this report, a, quote, hostile work environment. And so getting to the recommendations from the OIG, they're saying things need to improve, like appointing a cabinet-level secretary to oversee the management of the superintendent. So the superintendent shouldn't be left to his or her own devices. And also requiring superintendents to have proper licensing and extensive management experience and also establishing a person to allow for confidential reporting. How about that? Yeah. The Inspector General's office also planning to release a separate report in the future, not about wrongdoings, but detailing the financial abuses which were occurring at the Holyoke home. Yeah, again, uh, those uh, positions are usually appointed, and I just don't think it's right to appoint somebody who really <clears throat> didn't have the medical experience to do that job. Yeah. And there's nothing personal against Bennett Walsh. I'm right. just saying, like, you have to pick the right person to do those jobs. And if you don't do that, then unfortunately, this was the result of what happened. Well, I, I just don't understand why this is not the list of parameters to start with. If you're going to have a facility that would specialize in medical services, wouldn't you want somebody overseeing that facility that had expertise in that manner? I just don't get why you wouldn't hire that kind of person to begin with. I don't know. I mean, there's been uh, we. I don't think we've had any around here, but there, there's been locations across the country where, like district attorneys or judges, they're not lawyer. They have no legal experience whatsoever. Come on, and they're appointed right. or they're elected. Yeah. You either get elected or appointed mm -hmm. by, by these things. And right. There's no requirement in some of these locations that you would have to have a law degree in order to become that particular thing hard to believe in boston they've got something going on that's a problem they've got juvenile gangs and when i talk juvenile i mean like kids that are 12 and under 
Boston's mayor and law enforcement officials are struggling to handle a string of at least five violent attacks involving juveniles terrorizing unsuspecting citizens. The most recent attack happened last week when Boston cops were dispatched to Boston Commons shortly after 6.30 in the evening one night. Two women claimed they were attacked by five children. The apparent ringleader of the group, a slim five-foot-three-inch girl, is well-known to officers in Boston as she's been terrorizing unsuspecting citizens downtown for a few years already. The 2018 criminal justice reform law prohibits the arrest of children under the age of 12 and limits the ability of law enforcement agencies to hold children under the age of 14. This is making law enforcement very difficult for these types of crimes. Uh... As I was saying earlier, I can't even get my 12-year-old to pick up a laundry basket to bring upstairs. Good on these kids for taking the initiative and being hardworking young people that uh, many have complained about how the young generation doesn't know how to do anything anymore. I think these kids are perfectly capable of, of committing crimes. Steve, I don't think handing out kudos is the way to go here. I mean, come on. Yeah, you never know, you know. Listen, are we happy that they're doing something? They're getting physical activity. They're roughing people up. Mm-hmm. They're stealing things. All the other complaints, oh, these kids are on their phones all the time. Well, now these kids are out doing st- stuff, outdoor activities. You're saying they're organizing themselves. They, yeah. There has to be an adult organizing these things that's behind the scenes, I have to believe. Sometimes adults are not present <laughs> in any situation. Well, it's kind of like what happened at the Cinemark Movie Theater, Riverdale Street in West Springfield Saturday night. A person charged with assault and battery following a fight. A fight? Yes. Breaking out between three or four people inside the theater. Now, it doesn't say what movie was playing, but I did get a list of the movies at Cinemark that could have been playing on Saturday night. Fantastic Beasts. The English Patient. No. The English Patient was not one of them. The Bad Guys. Lawrence of Olivier. No, that's not it either. Memory, starring Liam Neeson. Uh, Arabian Nights. No, also not on the list. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. The Days of Wine and Roses. No, but you could see that one. That was about a couple of alcoholics, I think. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Alcohol usually starts these fights. Uh, The new Sonic movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. That's probably the one. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It's... yeah, it's a it's a toss up between the Nick Cage movie and the Sonic movie. And the, the people would be fine. And the out. Batman was also playing as well. Yeah, didn't like it. Staff Started watching it. Staff it. staff quickly managed to get the scene under control. Now, why did you not like the Batman? Do you know? I mean, is it because of Robert Pattinson or I? I don't. I. It's just. It's like the new story, and I didn't think it was. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't think. Everybody knows the Batman story. And it, obviously, there's different takes on it mm-hmm. and stuff. And and this one was a little cheesy, I thought. Okay, I thought it was a not quite as cool as like the Christian Bale Batman. Maybe because I like the Christian Bale Batman. Yeah, and you don't like Robert Pattinson, who was in. It's not that I don't like him. The, I just it's just it's like trying to get used to it. Yeah. You know? Well, he's in all the Twilight movies. Yeah. Did, did you have to see those because of your daughters, or were they of the age that they would watch those? No, you know how I, well, I, I, my oldest daughter watched a little bit of the Twilight mm-hmm. stuff, but they didn't really get into it. But you know, uh, there was a group of adults that I know. This is weird. They got so into that franchise. Yeah, yeah women in their thirties mm-hmm. and forties mm-hmm. got so into that that they would take these girl weekend trips to go to 
like some motel, not motel, but hotel in New Jersey right. where they were having like an autograph signing of like Robert Pattinson yep. or something like that. You know, when the when the franchise was sure was starting to really Channing take Tatum, off. I think, was in that originally, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. I, I, but but they they did all this uh, things, and and these ladies would go for weekends long entertainment at these Twilight conventions. Yeah, I think are these women who are out of touch with reality. And believe that a, vam- a, a vampire all, will take them away. Uh, listen, uh, they were all very happily married women. Mm-hmm. They weren't. Uh, they didn't seem uh, like off or right. anything. But yeah. that was their thing. They would do. They would do these trips, and mm-hmm. they would just go get martinis and and party up in a hotel room, all while getting photos taken with the Twilight stars. Yeah, I got buddies of mine who are into um, Star Trek that way and they'll go seek out the star trek comic cons and the conventions involving some of the star trek people yeah. to this day i mean william shatner still ap- appears at those things and they're very popular yeah i i don't um i uh i i was thinking about that over the weekend i was driving through wilbraham i went to the the rick's place run on saturday okay the, uh the rick's place had the the annual run for rick's place okay and then uh, i'm driving down main street in wilbraham afterwards and they have this like political, it's not a rally. It was a, a standout, you know, where they stand out to tell you to vote for okay. for this guy. Sure. And uh, it was a guy that I know. It was uh, this uh, this Jeff Farnsworth. He used to be the police chief in Hamden. I guess he's running for selectman. And they had all these people on either side of the road. Like, mm-hmm. so I just I laid on the horn, yeah, like all the way <laughs> until I was past the group. Wow. Just to kind of be a dick. Okay. You know, but yeah, yeah, it gets them all riled up. Sure. You know, they're they're cheering on the you know the the. The guy they're rooting for. And then uh, I'm thinking to myself, I could never get into something so much that I would be passionate enough to stand outside. Now, Jeff's a great guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, this isn't about him personally. I'm just talking right. about the getting into like the political thing. Right. Where you're, uh, you know, whether you got a, a Prius with a bunch of Bernie stickers on the car or a giant. Pickup truck with flags hanging off the back and uh, yep. get her done and all that other stuff. I I couldn't ever get into something so passionately like that. Have, yep. uh, have you ever been nope. so passionate about something? No, not and not certainly not a group activity like that. And I guess the closest I could come was I was a huge sports fan, and you you know you go to a Red Sox game or something like that. You're part of a big crowd, but that's it doesn't apply the same way. And so no, I I would never get involved to the point where I would be appearing in public for a certain cause. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I w- I would be excited to meet like celebrities or or musicians that mm-hmm. uh I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I if I met like uh I don't know, um let's see. Like a guy like uh, Tracy Morgan or something like that. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was a very funny guy. I've followed his work a, a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. That would be cool to meet a guy like that. Yep. But I'm not so hell-bent on it that I'm going to spend X amount of dollars for a ticket to go somewhere or I just don't have that drive. Yeah, I'm with you. I met Tone Loke one time <laughs> backstage, but it was only because he was doing a show we were sponsoring in Utica. Did, so. he, did he, he give you some funky cold Medina? <laughs> he did. Gave me a little bit of that. And, you know, Oscar Mayowina. <laughs> he gave me a little bit of that as well. Oh, in that, that, yeah, in, yeah. in that Tone Loke voice of his.
Well, you were Tina then. <laughs> Tina was a man. <laughs> but it was great, and yeah. he was great. But I would never go out of my way. I just yeah, happened yeah. to be there, uh, you know, representing a radio station that was sponsoring that event. So yeah, yeah, it was fun. Hey, two people are in the hospital after a car crashed into a home in Springfield Saturday morning. Yes, the car crashed into a house, according to the fire department. The accident happened at 9:40 Boston Road in Springfield. Two passengers in the car brought to a local hospital with only minor injuries. No word on the extent of the damage to the house itself. 22 News offering to bring you updates on this story. So maybe they'll give us an update as to no, the damage in the home. They no, they, you just know automatically they won't follow up on that. What? Is anybody even that curious to find out the update on the home, on the damage to the home? I am, because there's no damage to the passengers in the car. But, but they never update the story. They'll put that out there and go, we'll bring you updates as this uh, develops. Well, then you never hear an update about it. It's just that we don't have anything else to say. We never will find out. And even if we do, we don't even care about telling you. Hey, I'd love to see pictures or video of half a living room gone with mm. like maybe some end tables and a lamp taken out. I would love Dang. to see pictures of that. See, one of the, instead, of, instead of having those reporters stand outside of the damage... Have one of those reporters get into the damage. Yes. And start picking up items off the floor. Like, oh, this was somebody's really nice lamp. Yes. It's a Tiffany lamp. Right. It's it's now smashed into a million pieces. <laughs> this Much like the pieces this family will have to pick <laughs> up to rebuild their home. Yes. This used to be a handcrafted Vermont uh, uh, coffee table. And now look at it. It's just a pile of splinters. We see, need, I, I'd love to see that. We need uh, we need more drama from our uh, from our local news. People. Yes. We had, we had one guy years ago, uh, he was way too dramatic, and he did a story about, um, he did a story, it's unfortunate, it was a little girl who died in a car accident, mm -hmm. she got thrown from the vehicle, and he, in his fashion, says, uh, pieces of this person had to be picked up off the ground, and I, and I just thought, like, that was really not a, a way to describe the scene right like i don't think i think you went a little overboard in the dramatization of what happened because i'm pretty sure that when you tell people that a young girl has died right. in a car accident you don't really need to say pieces of her were being picked up off the road yeah it, just, it was just a little uh, classless a little and, overly dramatic like and you then, said and then uh he wound up getting drunk at a at a at, a, at some sort of news thing and then <laughs> getting shipped off to some rehab in, in California, and we never heard from him again. One of the reporters. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good ending to that one. And, hey, Captain Jack's Roadside Shack, the popular East Hampton seafood joint, coming to Chicopee and expanding with their clams and fish tacos and all sorts of other offerings. The new location of Captain Jack's slated for a July opening will be apparently a Chicopee's city center space property, formerly occupied by the Racing Oil Gas Station. The new spot, customers will get food trucks, open-air meals, concerts, pop-up shops, and art festivals. How about that? I've not experienced Captain Jack's. Uh, it used to be a roadside shack mm -hmm. up in East Hampton. Right. And then something, I think a dispensary got built there or something, and they had to move. So then they were somewhere else for a little while, and I can't remember where. All right. Well, looking uh, looking forward to the Center Space property location in Chicopee coming up in July. You know where you got to you know go? You well, got to go to the, uh, the Little San Juan Bakery in the north end of Springfield. Okay. No, I've never been there. You like pork? You like uh, pulled yes. pork? Yes. Okay. Well, they the the uh, the Puerto Ricans have the Latin the uh, pernil the, por the it's it's like okay. 
It's a pork shoulder. Yeah. And it's got the crispy, like, skin, like the pig skin to gotcha. it. <laughs> and it's, like, slow roasted for hours. It's got lots of garlic in it and all that other stuff. And then uh, they serve it on their fresh bread. Okay. You can get a sandwich, a yeah. pork sandwich. It's okay. Like lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, and cheese with that pulled pork on fresh, warm bread that just came out of the oven at the Little San Juan Bakery. I'm in. And by the way, it doesn't have the same barbecue sauce that normal pulled pork would have. Oh, other no. Okay. Barbecue sauce is uh, very American and very, uh, you know. Usually they it would be an insult to to the uh, la- Latinos that cook this uh, delicious meat. I'm in because sometimes they overdo it on the barbecue sauce anyway, so I'm going to try it. Yeah. Putting yeah. it on my list of destinations. It's 845. Bax, Steve, and Dave. Bax is off today. He'll be back tomorrow on Rock 102. Everywhere you look these days, there are... Hey, it might help if I put the mics up. Foo Fighters with uh, back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Bax is back tomorrow after being out sick today. Going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 57 uh, tomorrow, cloudy and a high of 61. It is uh, 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you know, I'm looking at this, uh, this article. Uh, it is entitled, Can P Help Free the World? P meaning the letter P, like no, in like, Sesame Street? Like the, uh, like the waste product oh. that uh, expels from you. Well, remember in, uh, what was the movie starring Kevin Costner where he is uh, navigating the globe when it's, it's Waterworld, right? Yeah. He, do, he does turn his urine into potable water, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he's like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, sort of. I can turn wine into urine, so yeah. that's uh, the same thing. <laughs> well, and then you just need the next step. Uh, human urine may seem like a crude way of fertilizing plants in the era of industrial agriculture, but as researchers look for ways to reduce reliance on chemicals and cut environmental pollution, some are growing increasingly interested in the potential of pea. You get uh, plants that need nutrients, nutrients, the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, and we ingest these uh, through food before excreting them mostly through urine. So uh, there's this big push now to get gallons and gallons of urine from people in order to fertilize plants. Well, you know, I get it. You know, I don't know if you know about the new hockey team in Seattle, the NHL team, the Seattle Kraken. Great name, by the way. Love the Kraken. The Kraken. They play at something called the Climate Pledge Arena in downtown Seattle. Yeah. And this arena apparently recycles everything, including the urine in the bathrooms there. It gets recycled. So they're already on the cutting edge in certain areas about this kind of thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you think about it, though. How many different things that you eat are either pooped on by, like, an animal sure. or touched by whoever that, uh, you know, somebody, maybe somebody didn't wash their hands. Right. You hear about those salmonella outbreaks yep. from, from um, you know, the bagged lettuce and right. things like that. Sure. That's well, probably somebody who's touching it. Well, look at Matt Damon in The Martian. Did you watch The Martian? Uh, yeah, he, he uh, grew potatoes with his own poop and yeah. ate them and survived. You see, <laughs> if you if you just put your mind to it, you can do anything. That's right. That's right. All right, so somebody's got to maybe lead the way here in Western Mass and start working with urine as a recyclable resource. I think that would be, uh, you know what? They should start with the asparagus farms up in Hadley. <laughs> Have you had the Hadley asparagus? I haven't. I know the food is great, but then that does turn your urine very smelly. And it's white, too. Yeah? It's white asparagus. Oh, okay. So your urine won't come out green anyway, so that's good. Yeah, we had this this whole thing years ago where uh, Richie Mm -hmm. Neal wrote a letter to George George 
George W. Bush. Okay. About uh, how he said he didn't like asparagus or mm-hmm. something, and then Richie Neal was like, well, you haven't had Hadley asparagus, and okay. wrote this whole big note. And then I don't think the president ever responded to him. I've yet to try Hadley asparagus. I'm going to put it on my list along with the pork from what's the North End place in Springfield there? I got to go. The Little San Juan Bakery. There you go. Yeah. All That's right. the pork sandwich. You want a pork sandwich with the mayo, uh, lettuce, and tomato on it on the nice hot bread. And then a trip to Hadley to get the asparagus. There you go. All right. It's uh, it's 8.54 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. I've struck gold. Grab the prize. Hit the jackpot. Ding, 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 ding. You're a winner. Congratulations to Kevin S. of Granby 